Let us pray. Almighty God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. A few weeks ago, you know that there were some wildfires in Maui, particularly the city of Lahaina, and one of the survivors of that fire recounted his experience. He realized the fire was moving very swiftly. He left his house. He headed to the water because there was really nowhere else to go. And he ended up standing at the harbor in Lahaina, sheltering behind a little brick building there. So the town was behind him, the hills behind him, all in flames, and with this little hut to his back, protecting him from the flames that were racing down behind him. And in front of him was the harbor, and there was a little hurricane going on, and so the water was not placid and still. It was being churned up, think huge waves, white caps, the wind raging, and from above was raining down embers. It looked like fire coming from heaven. And so he's got the fire behind him, the embers above him, the water raging in front of him, and where does he go? Not to mention his neighbor next to him who didn't swim very well, and the dog they had picked up along the way. I don't know if you've ever felt completely stuck in life. Now, that's a dramatic example. Maybe it's not at that level for you. But many people, even if it looks sort of normal on the outside, feel really stuck inside with themselves, with their family, with their job, with their life. And this is a theme that's really common uh, out there in literature and in movies. If you read John Updike's 1960 novel, Rabbit Run, it's a classic story of someone who reaches that midlife point and he's got a job that he doesn't like and a family that is um, a source of stress and difficulty for him and one day he just leaves. Uh, that's um, sort of a cliche, uh, but as we know, it's, um, it, it happens uh, all the time. It knows no gender. People just check out. Sometimes they stay physically, but mentally and emotionally, they are no longer really present and involved. Um, that feeling of being stuck in a life that's difficult. We saw this in Barbie. I don't know how many times you cried in that movie, but for me it was more than once. There's a scene where the actor America Ferreira, who plays the mother of a teen daughter, and she has this really impressive monologue, thank you Greta Gerwig, where she talks about the difficulty of being a woman and how there's really no way to do it. It's an impossible task. Um, it's, um, you know, you have to be very elegant and feminine, yet down to earth and low maintenance. You have to be strong and powerful as a woman, but you have to also um, not step on anybody's toes or, or damage anyone's ego. It's this, it's this impossible thing. Uh, and I would say there are lists like that that are impossible for everybody. Um, as uh, any clergy person up here could tell you, when you read the job descriptions for clergy in churches, it's like you must be um, someone who is uh, John Mulaney funny and also has the prayer life of St. Francis. Um, you must attract young families, um, yet also not change anything about the church ever. <laughs> if you move so much as a single fern, we will cut you, you know. 
All these things are impossible to do, and uh, many human beings feel stuck because of that. Uh, it could be an existential stuckness. It could be a financial stuckness. There's some ridiculous number, like 60% of Americans live at a place financially where if there were a $400 unexpected expense, a transmission, a medical thing, whatever, um, they wouldn't know how to pay that. They'd have to go into debt to do that or, or talk to a family member to help out. So this being stuck is this thing. Um, uh, as David Byrne in Talking Heads says, uh, uh, how did I get here? That's from the video. That's not a random new TikTok dance. That's from the song. The loneliness epidemic, all these things, people feel stuck. The prophet Isaiah in our passage from Isaiah 51 calls it the waste places. And he knew what he was talking about because he's talking to people who are stuck. Now, in their very literal, concrete, historical reality, they were stuck in exile. They had been um, invaded and forced to move far from home, out of Israel, into Babylon. Um, and it was kind of their fault. God had warned them for years, you know, do the right thing or you're going to go into exile. You know, don't worship idols. They were like, oh, look at that lovely idol over here. God said, don't take advantage of poor folks. And they said, well, we won't do it in like, in really obvious ways. We'll just put it in the fine print of the credit card license agreement. God said, don't uh, eat the pizza at Chuck E. Cheese. You'll pay for it. It's not worth it. I don't care how hungry you are, but they did. So, no, that one, that didn't happen. But over and over, God said zig and they zagged. And so they end up in exile in Babylon and they've lost everything and they're stuck. They have to learn a new language, they have to totally change their culture, their way of life, they're stuck, they can't get home, they're completely disoriented and, and just feeling out of sorts. I don't know if you've gone through that. Uh, there are probably many college freshmen two miles that way that feel a little disoriented. Uh, I think of the uh, students that have, um, international students who've come from a culture that, you know, there's no sports in college. Uh, Greek system? What a, why are there so many Greeks here, you know? Um, all these weird things that make you feel um, odd uh, when you get away from home for the first time. Nothing is familiar. You feel disoriented. You feel a little lost. You feel stuck. And this is where the people of Israel are. They're lost. They're out of sorts. They're out of a comfortable place. They, um, and um, they just want to go home. They want to get back. They want to get out of the waste places. They want to get unstuck. Well, the prophet Isaiah has um, two helpful things for people that feel stuck in a situation. Um, the first thing that Isaiah says uh, is he tells the people to remember Coldplay, which Chris Martin in 2002, the first real big hit single that Coldplay had was called The Scientist. And in that song, Chris Martin says, go back to the start, which is what Isaiah says to do. In verse 1, he says, look at, um, to the rock from which you were hewn and the quarry from which you were dug. Go back to the start. Go back to where you came from. Now, this is a reminder for, for when you're stuck. You didn't just get stuck on your own. There's a whole system around you. There's a whole backstory. There's a whole um, family and environment and your autobiographical realities your testimony, as they call it in churches. There's all these things about you that made you who you are. Go back to the 
to the rock from which you were hewn. Go back to the quarry from which you were dug. Remember where you came from. Not in a way like, you know, um, all, the, all the great stuff uh, from you. Um, I had a, a, a coach, a rowing coach in college that when we looked like we were sort of getting tired, he would say, call on your ancestors! But if you look here, the ancestors are not an unqualified positive thing. He mentions two of them, Abraham and Sarah. Sarah laughed at God. Abraham didn't quite trust God all the time. He threw Sarah under the bus several times to save his own skin, lying in the process. So the rock from which we were hewn, the quarry from which we were dug, it is complicated. You have a whole family, and they had a family, and they had a family. Um, the, um, the quote that I think really gets at this dynamic is um, uh, the way, my favorite way it was put was Wordsworth in 1802 in a poem, said the child is father to the man, the child is father to the man, meaning who you were as a child, your background, your experience, all that influences who you are today. Another way of saying this is you are still 11 years old. What you went through then is impacting you today. Um, that uh, line proved to be so, I think, powerful to describe the peop- what we experience as human beings, the child is father to the man, that it was quoted by um, uh, the Jesuit uh, Oxford uh, priest, Gerard Manley Hopkins, in his poem uh, a few um, decades later, and then it was picked up again by the Beach Boys in 1966. They have a song called Child is Father to the Man, picked up again by Blood, Sweat, and Tears in 1968 with their album, child is father to the man. This is a thing that we experience. You are an outgrowth of all this stuff. And Isaiah says, remember the quarry from which you were dug, the rock from which you were hewn. When you feel stuck, remember where you came from in a way that puts it into context. Many times when you feel stuck and you're sort of in this thing, running in circles, Uh, there's some comfort in knowing that um, there's a reason. You didn't lick it off a rock. There's a context from which you come that has made you who you are today, which might um, help you understand how God sees you. God sees you as you are stuck, as you're running around in circles, as you are in this situation, um, and you feel like you're not making it. You feel you're, you're not making the grade, You're not doing what has been asked of you. You're not fixing yourself or the people around you. And um, God knows that you um, you are not starting out from a place of strength and capability. He knows the rock from which you were hewn. He knows the quarry from which you were dug and all the stuff that was in it. Um, I think going through human life, it's sort of like um, a, 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 a dunking contest. Like, you just got to get this ball in the hoop. Um, The only thing is your pockets are full of rocks. Remember where you came from. You're bringing all this stuff with you. So there's a a compassionate sense in which the way God sees us and knows where we come from and all the stuff that we have. 
Uh, and then the word of hope here, in addition to that, the second thing that Isaiah says is, is this in verse 5, I will bring near my deliverance. I will not stay on the sidelines yelling helpful advice. I will bring near my deliverance. I will come right to where you are. And this, as we understand, the hindsight of uh, the millennia of Christian tradition and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, this is Isaiah talking about Jesus. I will bring near my deliverance. As Jesus says, the word of God is near you. He says that because he's right here. Um, Bringing near his deliverance, which is to say where you live, at your street address. Um, This is what the incarnation of Jesus Christ is all about. God comes near you to where you actually are to redeem humanity. And um, we talk about this a lot. It's on um, billboards as you drive to Houston. It is something you heard in Bible camp as a kid. Jesus died for your sins. It's on bumper stickers everywhere. And we think we know what that means. We think we know that that means there's a list of things you did wrong, and Jesus paid for all those things. He went to the um, customer service desk, and he said, "Um, I've got this bill that this other person has. I'd like to cover the bill. And the person says, fine, and Jesus takes care of it. He pays for all your sins. He died for your sins. Yes, but there's more to that. Him as a human being is a way God takes into God's own self all this baggage, all the rock from which you were hewn, all the quarry from which you were dug, your family background, your family tree, your whole situation, your system, your family of origin, takes all of that for all humanity into himself and redeems it. Because he takes all of that, the rock from which we were hewn, and he himself goes into a rock, freshly hewn, his tomb, his cave. He takes all that into that place and he leaves it there. Now, you may not feel that. You may still have your pockets full of rocks. You may still have all the stuff that you came from. But what Isaiah 51 says, God knows this, invites you to know it too, and maybe give yourself a little grace and compassion. But also, God in Christ comes near to you and redeems all of that through the death and resurrection of God's Son, Jesus Christ, to make you new, to move you from the waste places to the garden, to move you into Eden, as the passage says, to set you free. So what have we said? People are stuck. Your wheels spin. You don't get anywhere. And God says two things. Remember the rock from which you were hewn, Be aware of the whole thing you came from, and also know that God brings his deliverance near in Christ to redeem all of you, past, present, and future. Let us pray. Dear God, help us remember where we are from. Help us to bring all of that to you, that you might redeem it. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.